it's Father's Day, and at the same time, since Easter was so late this year, we're also celebrating all these ordinary time solemnities that feel like we're trying to hold on to the Easter season. Last week was the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. This Sunday is Corpus Christi. Next Thursday, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and then the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. All that and Father's Day. So, of course, I'm thinking about what all these have to do with fatherhood. How can these feasts help me be a better father? Last week, I preached that the Trinity is a relationship of love. God is Trinity because God is love. That's what the Feast of the Sacred Heart is. Having the heart of Jesus means that we will love better. And for those who have a devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, isn't that what that's all about too? That we may love like Mary? And Corpus Christi, Jesus gives himself to us that we may consume him totally, physically. That sounds like perfect love to me. So maybe it is that simple. Love. How can I be a better father? I can love better. Love my wife and love my children. And above all, love God who is the Father. I'm Deacon Pedro and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callen. I'm Billy Chan. Okay, and we need to, before we start, is just let people know that we're actually taping this, as we always do, on Wednesday, exactly. even though people are listening to the program on the weekend. And today we're actually live on Facebook with our introduction. No pretend. No pretend. <laughs> it's, I mean, so it's live, but it's not live. It's live for It's Facebook, live on Facebook, yes. But not live on the weekend. So maybe there are people watching on Facebook and they've never heard of the Salt and Light Hour. So this is our weekly uh, radio program here from Salt and Light Catholic Media. Um, uh, we have our usual show today, uh, except for the fact that we're live on Facebook for the intro. Yes. So we're going to start with our news, Emily. What's, yes. what's uh, what our are news? Okay, so a few things. Yes. Um, obviously, won't go into details now, but uh, Pope Francis met with the Italian president this week as well. Um, okay. He also released his message for the first World World Day of the Poor. The Senate of Bishops or the secretary, the General Secretariat of the Senate of Bishops, uh, launched a new website. In preparation for the next sentence, we'll talk about that. Right. And uh, the Pope also named new members for the Pontifical Academy for Life. Okay, and you're going to tell us all yeah. about that in details. <coughs> That's coming up, uh, I don't know, about five minutes or so. And then after that, Billy, we continue with your segment for dummies. Yes, for no, no, not for dummies. Okay, stop saying well, only for it dummies. It's for everyone. Okay, but you okay? started by saying that we were all dummies. Yeah, but we, okay. when we say we're humble, you know, we are dummy. Okay, so I, church for dummies. Are we going to continue with tips on tips making on the mass? Less, less boring because I forgot to say something That's, I'm so sorry I forgot to say something for the last like what? two oh, times okay. so I would I just want to say you know more about the mass but I I do have a question to you later on okay so Billy's going to tell us about that because he forgot last week or yes. last time about Church for Dummies that's coming Forgave up me. after <laughs> Emily's do. news and then Jillian Cantor who she's our parenting expert she's actually we're actually taping her segment tomorrow Thursday she's going to come and be live in the studio um, and she's going to tell us what she learned from her kids uh, in the last month or so we always uh, love to have Jillian in the program she, we learn a lot from her her five kids her four I don't know how many kids yes five <laughs> kids um, and uh, this week while we were prepping we posted a question as we always do Billy. yes the question on Twitter this week is what oh this weekend is it's Father's Day Father's Day right yes that's why you post that right? better not forget it <laughs> 
<laughs> so, what is the top quality you like to see in a dad? Okay. Okay. So the 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 the, the result is I I find a bit okay, strange. Okay, but wait, no, but hold on, because yes. it was actually difficult because it, uh, if I just without you reading that, Billy, if I asked you what was the top quality you want to see in a dad, what would you say? I will say the, um um um. I don't know. I don't know, but maybe people that are watching on Facebook can actually tell us what top yes, quality yeah. they want to see in a dad. See. Because, <laughs> because it was difficult. What would you say, Emily? I would say presence. Ah, that's a good one. Presence, yeah. like to I, be around. To be I, around. Can I answer available. you now? Okay, I can answer you now, right? Really? Yeah. I, I would say humor. Humor. Yeah, yeah. It is an important one. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. Being I, funny. I, I agree. Positive. My dad's I funny. S- I would say loving, actually. You know, to be loving. Yes. Like me. But I think loving is a is a definite condition. No, I think that loving <laughs> is difficult. No, I'll tell you why I didn't put loving because loving is difficult because nobody knows what that is. Oh, okay. I, I know what I mean when I say loving. But that shows itself in a variety of ways. Exactly. Right? So if I'm loving, I probably have good humor and I'm probably present. Oh. Yeah. And so respectful. you try to. Okay. How about prayerful? Mm. A, a dad who is prayerful. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, but those are not any of the options that we put in the poll. Yeah, but there are a lot of people. <laughs> there are a lot of people saying that seventy-seven uh, percent of people saying that uh, protector. Yeah, that a dad should be yeah, a, pro- for a sure. protector. Yeah, protector. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Feeling safe. But nowadays, women can do that as well. A lot of women, yes. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, actually, true. that's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, uh, the you can say that about any of the qualities for a dad. Correct, correct. And there are <laughs> qualities in a mom. Yeah. There are also 23% people saying that the dad has to be strong. Strong. Andy man, is it? Does it mean? Well, I don't know what. I actually don't <laughs> well, know what strong Well, I mean, it could means. be, yeah, physically strong or, yeah. or, or, or spiritually, spiritually strong. strong. Like, like me. Pedro. <laughs> spiritually, thank you. <laughs> spiritually strong or morally strong. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And this one one uh, selection yeah, that you put is humble. Yes. Or meek. Humility. And there's nobody. <laughs> no, nobody, no, one, no nobody said humble or meek, meek. And I'll tell you why I put that there. Because this show, we're going to be talking about the bedatitudes. Um, I love this title. So the <laughs> Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, uh, written by Dr. Greg Popchak. Some of you might know Dr. Greg and his wife, Lisa, have a, a radio program called uh, More to Life on Ave Maria Radio. He's also a very well-known author and, uh, and a marriage expert. And so he's taken the, the Beatitudes. And the, I mean, the one I could think that everybody can think of of the Beatitudes is like, like Blessed Are the Meek. Right. Uh-huh. Blessed are the poor in spirit, are the humble. Yeah. So if yeah. those are qualities in dads, then I thought, well, being humble and being meek, being poor in spirit, being I can't think of the other beatitudes, but maybe you can help me. <laughs> um, are 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 good qualities for a dad? No. Yeah. Oh, thank but, you. But, but <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen up later. Why on, do you right? think then that that? Hum- <laughs> yeah. So 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 we will have to to listen. Yes, affirmative. You were going to say something, else, <laughs> Emily. Um, anyway, so yeah, if you are confused about that, as we seem to be here today, um, stick around uh, later on in the show. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can listen on, in on the weekend to hear uh, my conversation with Dr. Greg Popchak. I also spoke to him earlier in the week. He's a good friend. Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, published by Ave Maria Press. That's coming up at the end of the program. And... We also, I love meeting new singers. Every show we feature a singer, uh, a singer-songwriter. You never feature me. We, we will. Okay. <laughs> we will. Maybe you can just sing instead of Church for Dummies. Um, <laughs> uh, Rita West. Have you guys heard of Rita West? 
Rita West. I have no. No, but that's okay. Don't feel bad because okay. I did not know about Rita West until last week. So we're very excited, as we always are, to introduce a new artist. She's, she's, she's been doing music for a long time, but she's just putting out her first album this year. So technically, she's new. She has a new album um, um, uh, uh, called Chosen. Uh, she actually released a single last year called Mercy, A Heart of Mercy. And now she's released this new album, Chosen. So every show, we start with a song. So we're going to start with a song here. Um, Uh, and then news and, and the other stuff we talked about. So we're going to start with a song by Rita, Rita West. The song is called Glory from her debut album, Chosen. If you found him good, if you found him faithful, even in the storm, even when it's painful. If you found him good, if you found him loving If his faithful hand has carried you through Somebody needs to hear it from you
That was Rita West with Glory from her new album, Chosen. And we're going to be speaking with Rita West in our second half hour. And standing in the wings is Billy Chan getting ready for <laughs> Church for Dummies. And in about 10 minutes, Dillian Cantor will be here with what I learned from my kids But first, Emily is still here with our news. Yes, exactly. And so I will start off with uh, Pope Francis meeting the Italian president this week, Sergio Mattarella, at the presidential palace. Right. Um, this is tradition. They do. It's a courtesy visit that the Pope um, that the Pope does. And so each of them pronounced speeches. Um, in the Pope's speech, um, he he did speak about the strong bonds that link Italy to the Holy See. Um, there's a long history, of course. Um, Of, of relation of relationship between the Holy See and Italy. He also reaffirmed the church's willingness to help with certain challenges that Italy is facing today, namely um, terrorism, migration, and unemployment in youth. Um, and and then at the end of their meeting, uh, he went to the gardens of the presidential palace, and there there were children and young people waiting for him, and all of them um, were from regions that had been struck by earthquakes in Italy. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of a more of a light a light way to end um, his courtesy visit to the president. Uh, second piece of news, um, November 19th, next November, will be the first World Day of the Poor. So this was a day that was uh, announced by Pope Francis at the end of the year of mercy last year. And uh, there was a message that came out. It was presented at the Vatican. And uh, the title of the message is Let Us Love Not With Words But With Deeds. And the whole goal of this day and of this message is to engage men and women in the whole church to become faces of charity uh, in their communities. And we also posted the full message. So I obviously I won't give you more about the message because I have to move on to the next pieces of news. But yeah. um, you can find the full message uh, from Pope Francis on our blog at saltandlighttv.org. So definitely worth the read. Yeah. Uh, third piece of news. I was I mentioned the um, the Synod of Bishops coming up in 2018 mm -hmm. on youth, faith and vocational discernment. So in order to prepare for this synod, um, the general secretariat of the Synod of Bishops launched a new website to promote young people's participations. Okay. So um, this website is going to be available in five different languages, Italian, English, French, Portuguese and Spanish. I think that's five. Ho hopefully <laughs> Spanish. Hopefully Spanish. Um, and on that website, there's a questionnaire that young people can um, can go and, and respond to. Mm -hmm. So these are, are you know, on, on various topics and issues that concern them, um, concern youth around the world. So that is at www.youth.synod2018.va. Um, so as we know, yeah, we're only a, a year and a half away now, a year a year and a half, maybe close to a year and a half away yeah, from yeah, the yeah. synod. So so a, um, yeah. a lot of dioceses are also starting to prepare for mm -hmm. this and talking to their own youth groups and mm -hmm. schools and all that stuff. So, um, so you can go check out that website. Finally, um, the uh, Pope named new members or appointed new members to the Pontifical Academy for Life. So um, they're... Th On, on all of the members, there are 50 in total right now. Only 20 are new. So he just basically reconfirmed as well some of the names that were there. Right. Um, but two of them are Canadians. Oh. Yeah. So um, there's Bishop Noel Simard of Valleyfield, who mm -hmm. was named. Um, he's the Francophone spokesman for the Canadian Bishops' Conference for Bioethical 
questions, especially on euthanasia. And he also appointed Professor William F. Sullivan from the University of Toronto. And he is a professor at the Department of Family Medicine and also the president of the International Association of Catholic Bioethicists. So two Canadians and um, in total, all the members come from 26 countries. That's great. So, yeah, huge... um, huge pool of people and and just a reminder that this uh, academy for life pontifical academy for life was founded by john paul ii in 1994 right so so that's good um yeah. thank you very much uh, lots of uh, good news to yes. this week and yeah, not nothing uh, that we should be not so happy about uh emily callan she's our news uh news producer um, and you can watch her every Friday at 8 p.m. East on her show, Vatican Connections, on uh, Salt and Light TV. You can also watch it online at saltandlighttv.org. And also on Roku, you can follow her at Emmy Callan. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Daniel Oberreiter, lead singer of the Catholic rock band The Thirsting. And you are listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pig. I'm Deacon Pedro. Listen to any portion of this program and all our programs at our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And now it's time for Church for Dummies with Billy Chan. Hello. You have to get your name in there, Billy Chan. Thank you. So we are continuing because you said you yes. forgot. I forgot to say something very, from very last important. Week, last time. From last time, because um, I, you know, when I get back home, you know, I attend. I mean, you know, last Sunday I attend to mass again, and you know, there's something come up to my brain, and okay, you know, we should do. I should say it, or I should at least emphasize it. Yeah. Like singing. S- oh. We didn't say, we didn't actually tell people to sing. I, no, we didn't. You know, I was at church like last Sunday. And nobody sings? No, at least around, you know, around people around me, they are just looking at the lyrics yeah. and not participating. Yeah. You know, they are not singing. I know, I know. People say that I'm not singing well. I do not want to disturb the, yeah, disturb no, it. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I have a, and I, I told, you know, I love to sing. Yes, I like music like like you. Yeah, which is why we're going to like feature mu- you as our featured <laughs> artist one one day. Yeah, and uh, I have um, I I remember there was a youth in my old parish, and as a sister, you know, I I'm not good at singing. Yeah, and I do not want to sing. What should I do? You know, and the sister said, "You should still sing." Yeah, but I'm not singing well. Yes, sister said, "Tell God that you made me not singing well." Yeah, you know. Because singing yeah. is, you know, if you don't sing, you know, I think at least like thirty percent of time at at mass, you're singing. Yeah, that's a. I think it's a difficult one. I love that expression because we, if you can't sing, that's the voice God gave you. So we <laughs> should give it back to God. Um, but some people are not musical. Like you are, mm-hmm. a, you're, you have a mathematical intelligence. You have a musical mm-hmm. intelligence. I have a musical intelligence. Mm-hmm. I love to sing like it's normal. I'll hear a tune and I, right. Yeah. Not everybody has musical intelligence. For some people, mu- singing doesn't make any sense in the same way that some, some people, mathematics doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense or, mm-hmm. or spatial awareness or whatever the seven intelligences. Right. Um, so it's interesting that singing is so prevalent in the mass. Um, I would say that some of those people who are not singing, are also not saying any of the mass parts. They're probably not even loud. So I'd say participate. So when they say our father, they're not even saying. They're not it. even saying it. They're saying mm-hmm. it. So so I'd say, it's not just about singing. It's about everything in the mass that the congregation is supposed to do. We should all do it. Yes. And and do it. I hope later yes. on, you know, in Church of for Dummies, you can actually reveal a little bit on what we we should do and what is the meaning 
of some like some kind of songs or some gesture and okay yeah I'd like thing. to do that I we think can that's do, very useful yeah, yeah we, we should actually do, do we that we can probably do a segment for each part of the mass yes and you know secondly yeah I would say uh, you know after mass sometime you know mass or deacons or everyone will stand in the middle of the lobby yes you know and just to greet people yes to say you no know, thank you bye yes. you know go there and say thank you Sometime when there is the deacon or you know saying a really good homily, yes. I'll just go straight and say I really like your sharing. Thank you. I I, I think it's in it's, it's very important to give feedback and encouragement yes. to somebody who serve you. Yes, come, right? come say hello to the deacon. <laughs> Always come say hello to the deacon. You know when people say that to me all the time, they'll say you know that was a great homily or. Because that's usually what they'll say. I love it that you say thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. What people mostly say is, that was a great homily or that was a great speech. I love it when uh. people say that. That was good speaking, <laughs> Father. And it's like, well, I'm not a deacon and it wasn't a speech. But anyway, um, um, I also want to engage them and say, well, what did you hear? Because a lot of times uh. they think it was great because I'm a good speaker, but they have no idea what I said. Mm. Or they heard stuff. Maybe the Holy Spirit makes people hear whatever they need to hear. So I think that's good. <laughs> but it's good to, to always come out and, and talk to us uh, yeah. after Mass. I think the after Mass sharing is important too, yeah. right? The last thing I want to talk about is about serving. Okay. So, I mean, you know, sometimes we are not, we, we are parishioners and we are always parishioners. Yes. But, I mean, it's a good thing that you can participate as a part of a, of a Mass. Okay. Oh, I see. I, um, maybe I'm not using a... You mean like serve at mass? Uh, serve at mass, for example, be a reader. Be a reader, or you know, be a you know, grab the offering. Yeah, you know, or you know, all kind of things. Usher, <laughs> don't grab sorry, the offering. Grab the offering. <laughs> I mean, help taking take the, the offering, the, 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 yeah. the offering collection, you know, yeah. collections and things like that. I know people are shy. Yes, you know, uh, you, for example, you know, if I I I am new to the parish and I want to 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 help. Yeah, what should we do? You should go talk to the priest. Or the deacon, whoever is more friendly. <laughs> um, I love it when parishioners come to me and I don't know who they are. Uh-huh. And they come and they actually introduce themselves and say, Hi, I'm, I'm Billy and I just moved into the blah, community. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to know if, they, if there's a parish registration uh-huh. form. Sometimes they'll say, At my old parish, I used to be a reader or I used to be mm. an Eucharistic minister or I, I'm a musician. I think musicians is the more difficult one. Mm. There's a lot of musicians sitting in the pews. But because the musicians that are doing music are so possessive and yeah. so territorial, yeah. um, they, nobody feels welcome. It's like we need to, I think as clergy, uh, we need to keep Help. inviting people also and yeah. say, look, we're always looking for readers. We're always looking for, for servers. We're looking for uh, help uh, uh, greeters or, or welcomers or musicians or whatever you call them, right? And that way, maybe that will encourage people to, that's how I started doing music in church. Because the priest said, we need more musicians. And I was like, hey, I'm a musician and, and I can help. So, but I'd say people shouldn't be shy. They should just, if you want to serve, if you want to participate, just come up and talk to us. We're, we won't bite, I promise. Great. There you go. Thank so, you. Church for Dummies uh, with Billy Chan. Billy Chan is our resident dummy. And <laughs> <laughs> he's our resident. Sounds like a, a new game. A new, new resident, uh, resident dummy. dummy. Um, he's also the webmaster here at saltandlighttv.org. You can follow him and send him questions at Chan. Hello, this is Danielle Rose, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can find me on Facebook. Just look for Deacon Pedro, and you can follow me on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM. And now it's time for What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. 
live in the studio. This is amazing. It's amazing. You're not on the telephone with like kids hanging I off know. of you. I've never seen your face before. <laughs> this is great. No, I know that you're really just happy because you don't have any kids hanging off of you. Well, that would be a terrible lesson <laughs> if I appreciated not having kids <laughs> hanging off What did you learn from your kids today? <laughs> I don't know. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's really good to have you in the studio with us. Well, it is exciting to be here. Although, I'll say it's probably to the detriment of your audience because when I'm speaking to you on the phone and I can't see your face, I have to work really hard at making sure I'm explaining myself. But oh. I am a, I'm a hand talker. So now that I can see you and I'm talking with my hands, She's I'm probably going to just try to Talk show okay. what I'm talking I'll about. I'll make sure that if we if there's something that we cannot see on the radio that I'll have to like describe it. Okay. Julian, Julian is, making is making an animal <laughs> with her hand. Um, okay, so what did you learn from your kids this month? Okay, well, this is exciting. I think this is my first ever lesson from Jane, who is now 14 months old. Wow. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the introduction of... Jane lessons. Jane. So what I've learned from Jane, uh, she is just starting to walk as a 14-month-old. And so through this new activity of hers, I've learned to know your limits and adjust your goals accordingly. Okay. So what mom out there doesn't pile on a bunch of things onto their schedule? Right. Who, you know, no matter how busy you are, there's always that one other thing that you think you can get done or that you say yes to. And in the end... Does anything really get done well? Or if it does get done well, do you sleep for longer than two hours? <laughs> so in my case, no, <laughs> I'm not. Um, but as Jane's learning to walk, this was a, a scene that played out in our house just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. She was walking, or we had set her up between David and myself. Um, it was about maybe seven feet between the two of us. Right. So she smiles at us and she starts going. She takes one step, two steps, falls down, gets back up, one step, two step, falls down. She does this a couple times and then she just stays down, crawls to about a foot in front of me, stands up, takes one, two steps and lands in my arms. So she didn't give up. No. I'm thinking either she's really lazy here or she's very smart. She yes. didn't give up on what she needed to do. She walked to me, but she recognized she wasn't going to be able to walk those seven feet. So she... Or it would take her longer. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a lot more falling. Yes. Who wants to fall? No, nobody. So she crawled those six feet and then walked the distance that she could manage. Yeah. And in that moment, it was funny because I was like, what a lazy baby. Or wait, <laughs> she's the most clever baby because she's doing what she needs to do, but she recognizes what she's capable of. Right. So for me to now look back at my daily routine or activities or the things I'm saying yes to, am I recognizing what I'm capable of? Yeah. Am I, am I adjusting my goals accordingly? Yeah. Because we have the range of kids that we do, um, and their ages from almost nine to baby. Um, life's not getting easier. Mm-hmm. It's getting more busy um, as the older boys have their activities and they just go to bed later, not because they're busy doing something, but they're just because older, yeah. they're older, they're staying mm-hmm. up and they're reading or we're reading to them or homework or whatever it is. Yeah. So that is decreasing the number of hours that I have in my day where I can, you know, as, as moms do, okay, now I can get things done. Yes. So you have your list of the activities or things you need to get finished. Um, and my list, despite my timeline getting shorter, my list is getting longer as I'm also trying to take on some things that help me recognize who I am, like right. hobbies or I've started a small Etsy shop. And so those things are now taking over. And I've, mm-hmm. I haven't limited my my activities based on mm-hmm. the reality. So watching Jane crawl those six feet, walk that last foot, 
help me realize what I need to do. I mean, that's not to give up on myself or to give up on my own goals or my personal mm-hmm. achievements. Those yeah. things can continue. Yeah. But I have to adjust those goals. I have to adjust the reality of my schedule. I have to look at my life practically, realistically, and then make it work that way. Yeah, I absolutely. That's uh, that's a really good lesson, actually. I think of all the lessons you've learned and given us, that's seriously one of the <laughs> more tangible and practical ones. Like know your limitations and then adjust uh, your goals accordingly. I love yeah. it. That's that's like, I'm sure somebody, some project manager somewhere came up with that uh, <laughs> SMART or whatever they call it, S-M-A-R-T or something. But you learned it from your 14-year-old She's the daughter, smartest baby Jane, in the smartest world. Baby. She's going to be a project manager when she yeah. grows up. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you here in the Beautiful studio. Beautiful studio. I'm so I happy I was going to say happy Father's Day, but that's for that's David, not that for I'll you. I'll pass it along. Pass it along. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day. Um, Jillian Cantor is the producer of the Salt and Light TV program Mothering Full of Grace, and she's the wife of David. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> and the mother of Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, and the project manager, Jane. Coming up in our second half hour, the Bedatitudes, and we meet new singer-songwriter Rita West, so stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. This segment is going out especially to all the dads out there. Who doesn't want to be an awesome dad? In his new book, marriage and family expert Dr. Greg Popchak claims he's got the secret to being a better father. And it comes from scripture. The Beatitudes to be exact. The Beatitudes to be even more exact. And to find out more about it, I spoke to Dr. Greg Popchak earlier this week. Greg, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. I know you're a hard man to get a hold of, so uh, I'm, uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll take whatever we can get. Because <laughs> because this is, I mean, it's, it's Father's Day, of course, um, uh, coming up. And uh, this is very apropos. But before we talk about the book, I'm, I'm curious to know a little bit about the work that you do as a, ca- can I call you a Catholic therapist? That is that such a thing? Yes, absolutely. A Catholic therapist, a pastoral counselor. Um, I'm the director of an organization called the Pastoral Solutions Institute. Yeah. Um, and the main thing that we do is provide uh, counseling services, telephone-based counseling services for Catholics all over the world, individuals, couples, families. Uh, and we provide Catholic integrated counseling services. I have seven full-time counselors that work with me. Wow. Uh, and we have clients all across North America as well as uh, around the world. We offer services in English and Spanish. Okay, and you, so you're a psychiatrist? No, I'm, I'm actually a clinical social worker by license. Okay. But I'm also a fellow of the American Association of Pastoral Counseling. Okay. Uh, and also my wife and I uh, co-host uh, yes. More to Life Radio, uh, which is on... Uh, Sirius XM 130, the EWTN, every yes. day at uh, 10 o'clock. Yes, I, w- I wasn't leaving that out on purpose. I, I did want to talk about the, the, wor- <laughs> the, the program you, the very popular, should I say, radio program that you and Lisa, your wife, uh, host every morning. And so the topic of that mortal life radio is also kind of pastoral counseling, pastoral That's solutions. That's right, yeah, it's a call-in advice program. It's, it's based on uh, uh, distilling in wisdom from Pope St. John Paul the Great's Theology of the Body uh, and, and appro- applying it to challenges of everyday life. So, for example, today we talked about uh, the pursuit of happiness. Uh, right. The day we were, we're going to be talking about how to stop the, the inner critic from attacking you. We talked about uh, marriage and family issues, parenting questions. Really, if, if, it's, if it's a problem that's, a, that's making it more difficult for you to live the life that God meant you to live, 
live, then we right. talk about it on Mortal Life. Yeah, good. So that's on EWTN Radio every morning, correct? For an hour, that's 11 right, in the morning? 10 o'clock Eastern. 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, do, do you find it difficult, or what are the challenges that you find um, doing that kind of work in a Catholic setting, bringing in the faith, or does that make the work easier? For me, it makes the work easier. I mean, I think generally speaking, um, you know, therapists uh, are really reluctant to talk about religious yeah. and spiritual themes in counseling, and that's one of the reasons that I founded the organization, was because uh, surveys consistently show that the people of faith would prefer to work with a professional that not yeah. only respects their faith tradition but is able to employ it mm-hmm. in the course of their work uh, you know, of healing. And so there aren't a lot of places for people to turn uh, to work with professionals who are both professionally competent and licensed as well as uh, theologically and spiritually competent to help them. And so our whole emphasis at Pastoral Solutions is, is to be able to bring both the wisdom of our faith as well as uh, insights from contemporary research and counseling psychology to help people bring all those resources to bear on whatever they're struggling with. Right, and do you find that, I mean, at, at the risk of sounding cliche, I mean, it's all integrated anyway, so when someone heals spiritually, they're also healing physically at some level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's no such, when people say, you know, well, you know, is this just a chemical dis, uh, mm-hmm. chemical imbalance, right? Uh, or is this just a psychological problem? Or is this just a spiritual problem? It's, it's, a, it's a false question because one problem touches on every other problem. And so when you're able to go to somebody who's able to integrate as many dimensions of the problem as possible, you're able to manage it more efficiently. Right, right. Um, so just for people know, so it's the Pastoral Solutions Institute, catholiccounselors.com is where you can find that. I'm sure that, that people will find that useful. But I want to talk to you about, because you're, you're, you're a counselor, you're, you're, a, you're a, a spiritual director. I don't know if you do spiritual direction. Um, mm-hmm. We do, actually, but, uh, the Pastoral Solutions Institute, yeah. But you're also a marriage and family expert, and you're a dad, and you're a husband, and you are an author, and the, your latest book is called, I love this title, Be the Be Daditudes. Be Daditudes, eight Ways to be an awesome dad, um, published by Ave Maria Press. Um, I love this. Did do you find? I mean, I always ask people why they write books, but did you find that the Beatitudes were an inspiration to you as a father, even before you thought of this book? Yeah, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of um, different ideas about what it means to be a man, to be mm-hmm. a father, and uh, you know, Pope Francis in particular noted that the Beatitudes are a blueprint for Christian living. Yes. Got me thinking. You know, what do the Beatitudes have to say about parenthood in general, family life in general, fatherhood yeah. in particular? And as I sort of prayed and reflected on it, that that's where the Beatitudes came from. Really yes. looking at each of those eight Beatitudes Jesus gave us on the Sermon of the Mount and applying them through the lens of being a father after the Father's heart. Right now, did you find? I, I, I mean, we're not going to go through all of them, but I, I, some of them kind of make sense. I want a dad who thirsts for righteousness, um, maybe even poor in spirit. But dads who are meek, can can, can you unpack that one for us? Yeah, you know, meek. Uh, I make the point in the chapter: meekness isn't weakness. Actually, the the the, the Greek word that's used in the original in the translation is is a word for um, a war horse that responds well to his rider's commands. Oh. Uh, you know, it, 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 a meekness is not a powerless word. It's not a weak word. It's a word that says, I'm receptive and I'm responsive to the movement of God. I, I can turn on a dime. I can, I'm not afraid of the battle. Um, I huh. can step in and, and, and really hear what God is asking me to do and be, re- 
responsive to God in that moment to my wife, to my children, uh, to what my family needs from me. Uh, and so to be meek is really to be active and engaged in a way uh, that allows me to be both aware of what's going on around me and aware of what God's saying to me through that moment. Mm-hmm, yeah, and that's something that I actually learned from reading the book. I did, would have never thought that to be meek means to be a good listener and, and not just as a dad, as a husband, as a, as a human being. It's good to be a listener. So you have eight Beatitudes, eight Bedatitudes, sorry, eight chapters. Each chapter is, obviously you explain a little bit about how that applies to dads, the Beatitude, and then you have... Can you, can you explain a little bit how you've kind of formatted the book? Because there are questions right. for reflection as well. Well, right. And, and, and each chapter is actually divided up into three sections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I first start with our relationship with God uh, as our Father, um, because we can't give what we don't have. And if we don't have a proper understanding of how God the Father relates to us as His sons, then we can't pass that love and we can't pass that grace on to our spouse and our children. Then the next step right. is our relationship with our wife, because... Um, you know, Father Theodore Hesburgh once said the best thing that a, a father can do for his children is to yes, love their mother. Um, and so, you know, our relationship with our wife is really essential to our fatherhood uh, because it, it models all the things that we're hoping to pass on to our kids, mm-hmm. how to have an intimate relationship with another human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last part of each chapter focuses on how do we apply all this in our relationship with our kids. Right. And and again, it's all integrated, of course. Um and then you have questions for reflection. How, how how do you intend people will use this book? I, my hope is that that people will will be able to pray through the book, whether okay. individually or um, in in group discussions, to be able to uh, use the book to to read a section, to reflect on it, uh, uh, to kind of pray through the questions that I have uh, in each uh, section of the book just as a way of, of allowing us to not just get the information, but, for, but, but as a way of allowing it to soak in mm-hmm. uh, and become part of our lives. Yeah. I think that, that men in particular have a tendency to approach uh, books or, 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 or even therapy as a sort of, okay, give mm-hmm. me the 10 steps of what to do and let me get out of here. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and that's fine, you know, and I give a lot of practical stuff in the book that you can do that with, but I, I'd like it to go a little bit deeper, and so that's what the questions for reflection and prayer are really all about you know, to allow it to really settle in and change my heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Men are, men are doers and, and fixers. It's like, just show me how to fix it. Um, so, so there you go. Um, be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad. Great book with lots of spiritual and practical advice, questions for reflection. Every chapter ends with a nice prayer because um, I guess a good uh, a quality for dad is to be prayerful as well. Um, Greg? been great to finally get you on the program. Thank you for what you do. It's been great uh, knowing you and uh, looking forward to the next book. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. God bless. That was a conversation I had with Dr. Greg Popchak earlier this week. Dr. Greg Popchak is the executive director of the Pastoral Solutions Institute, an organization dedicated to helping Catholics find faith-filled solutions to tough marriage, family, and personal problems. You can learn all about their work at catholiccounselors.com. Greg and his wife, Lisa, also host the popular daily radio program, More to Life. Greg Popchak has authored over a dozen books. His latest, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, is published by Ave Maria Press. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, Rita West, with Chosen from her album of the same name.
That was Rita West with the title track of her album, Chosen. Rita West is a young and very talented singer-songwriter from New Orleans, where she grew up with 10 brothers and sisters. It was while serving as a missionary with Net Ministries that she learned to play guitar and found her real calling. She now travels the country leading worship and speaking at all kinds of events. Last year, she released her first single, Heart of Mercy, and now she's put out her very first album, which, which we've been listening to, Chosen. And to tell us more, I'm very happy that we are now joined by Rita West. Rita, welcome to the Salt and Light hour. Hi, thanks for having me. So cool. So 11 children, really? Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm number 10 of the 11, so I'm almost the baby, but oh I my goodness. have one younger sister. <laughs> so what was it like growing up in the West household? Oh, it was so eventful. Uh, yeah, I just, I have so many memories of childhood of, you know, before having a dishwasher of every night doing the dishes together and just singing to whatever song was on the radio together. And right just cutting up as uh, as we cleaned up and yeah so music was always a big part of my family too which is great it had a big influence on me yeah so were your parents are your parents musicians or how did... they aren't uh it's actually funny because both of them have always said like i don't know where any of our kids get their musical talent from it's not necessarily from us but i do have uh a number of my siblings who have studied music who've pursued music in different ways um anywhere from being in like a hard rock band right. singing opera so really <laughs> so so your parents didn't make you like take piano lessons and stuff like that no they didn't so i actually yeah i i picked up guitar for like a week when i was 13 and was like this is way too hard i don't <laughs> want to play guitar and then uh yeah and then praise god picked it back up when i served with net and that's where i learned right. how to play so. right now were were you singing like at church in the choir or anything like that not really i think because i had so many of my siblings who did sing uh-huh. for a while i was like this is i don't want to i don't want to do this this is everybody else's thing okay i'm gonna do i don't know i'm gonna find something different to do and then my junior year of high school i joined choir and i fell in love with singing and so uh i never sang in any like official capacity uh, at my church or anything but yeah ever since being in choir just for junior year of high school and then when I learned how to play just a couple years later serving with Net, um, yeah, I've loved it. <laughs> and and I presume that it was a Catholic household? Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, my parents are faithful, faithful uh, Catholics. So we went to Mass every Sunday. We had family rosary like once a month where oh, all yeah. my family would come over. And, uh, yeah, so it was a blessing to have that foundation growing up. Absolutely. Right now, did you? I mean, I, I, I kind of want to get to you joining Net, yeah. but did you go through any period of of kind of teenage rebellion or or not totally being too much into the church thing, or were you always pretty pretty involved? Yeah. So thankfully, I didn't go through like a big rebellion phase. I'm really grateful that the Lord like protected me from that. I think though that it wasn't until it really wasn't until I was in high school though that I realized that the Catholic faith like that my faith that the Lord was real and that it meant something more than just going to mass on Sunday out of obligation and so I never had any you know like resentment or bitterness towards the church but I also didn't know that um yeah I didn't know that the Lord like knew me and um Hmm. and cared about me like as an individual you know right until i was in high school and encountered the lord uh 
at a youth conference. And okay. Yeah. So praise God, he just that you were able to go to that conference. Uh, was it a Catholic? Yeah. Were you in Catholic school? I wasn't. So I I went to Catholic school for a couple years in elementary school, uh-huh. and then I was homeschooled for a while. And okay. then in high school, I was in public school. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I know it's great that God gives us those opportunities. Um, and then he yeah. grabs us. So then you end up, uh, I guess, discovering NET and you, you end up uh, doing uh, some, some some work with them. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I don't even remember how I found NET, but really, <laughs> initially, I was just scared of going to college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And so I found NET and I was like, well, this sounds awesome. And I could delay college for a couple of years, yeah. and but then I, yeah, I just remember the day I arrived, so their headquarters is in Minnesota, and I remember the day I arrived, um, the Lord just being so intentional to tell me, like, this is where, like, I have you here for a purpose, mm-hmm. and this is truly where you're supposed to be, not just to, like, get out of going to college for a couple of years, but... Yeah, to come to know him better, yeah, and yeah, to to serve the church, to serve his people. So yeah, that's great. So maybe um, a, a little plug in for Net if people are don't know what Net is. So National Evangelization Teams, Net Ministries, uh, they can yeah. probably find that easily online if they're interested because they're always looking for people to join. And 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 I guess you join for a year and you you're, you're part of a parish team or a retreat team or whatever different teams they have, right? Right, right. And there's net in Ireland and net in Australia and, and in Canada as well. So and maybe yeah. other countries. I don't know. Lots so, of opportunities. Yeah, lots of opportunities. So, um, uh, and then you you finish with net. Now you're playing guitar. You're do you're doing I guess music and because um, you're not just a singer now. You're also uh, a speaker. I saw on your website you there, you had like six talks that you do. I'm sure that there's yeah. more that you do. Tell us a bit about that. What is that kind of where you feel called to to be? Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been doing ministry full time for uh, almost a year now, and um, yeah, I think that in some capacity that I will be doing music and speaking ministry forever. However, the Lord actually wants that to happen. But yeah, uh-huh. I I went to a, a conference one year and and heard uh, a woman who's now a good friend of mine, Mary Bielski, uh-huh. speak, and I was just so inspired by her authenticity wow. in giving this talk to you know thousands of teenagers at a conference and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it just lit a spark in me. I was already leading worship, and and you thought I want yeah, to be her <laughs> to expand that, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, that that's that's great. So you're doing. You said you're doing this full time. You're making a living out of doing this. Yeah, it it, it definitely has its struggles, and mm-hmm. it's not. You know, uh, I, I love that right now. It's the main thing that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, so it has its struggles, but it's definitely a blessing, and God has provided. So well, and it just continued to show me what a good father he is, mm-hmm. and providing for you know every need that every need, not every want necessarily, uh, right. but every need that I have. That yeah, he's just providing enough opportunities uh, to to bring yeah to, to be able to to live. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that. And however he continues to call me to do that, um, whether that's full time or becomes part-time or just when I can. Um, right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to just journeying with him in that. That's great. And now, of course, you you have this album. Why the yeah. title? Why Chosen? Yeah, uh, so the title, yeah, the title track Chosen that you mentioned uh, that you had to plan, um, I wrote that three or four years ago after coming across the scripture in John 15 where Jesus says, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Right. And yeah, just as I think about that, um, 
yeah, not even that he's chosen us to do anything, but that he's just chosen us. Like, he's chosen us to exist so that he can love us, so that we can share in the love that he has for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of where that song was born out of, and really uh, that became the title track just because of all the songs I wrote. It was the first song that I'd ever written that I really felt a call to share with people. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, finally the fear of sharing something that I'd written like wasn't as important as sharing what I knew that God was putting on my heart to share with people. Right. Um, yeah. And I guess, uh, um, uh, I guess a, a lot of us, and I'm sure your experience too, that you, you also feel chosen in, in that sense. I mean, you were chosen to go to that conference when you were in high school and you were chosen to join net and you were chosen yeah. to, to go listen to that speaker that, that changed your, your mind about what you, what you wanted to do. Um, yeah. so, um, I think it's a, um, a personal thing, but I guess all, all our music and all our everything that we put out is is personal anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna leave it there because we're running out of time. But I'm so excited to have finally met you, and uh, and like I said, uh, really, really liking the music, and uh, I Thank hope you. that there's more to come. I hope that you're already writing and thinking about your next album. Yes, praise God. I, I don't know when that will be, but I hope it's soon. I hope that, yeah, that that's coming soon. I'm really excited that I get to share this album. And, yeah, I just I appreciate you having me uh, on today. Yeah, for it. sure. So so stay in touch and, and let us know when if there's anything new, and uh, we'll bring you back. Absolutely. Sounds great. Great. God bless. God bless you. You can learn more about Rita West, purchase her album, Chosen, or book her to come to your event at her website, a real easy one, RitaWest.com. And here now is Rita with Victor from her debut album, Chosen. listening to Rita West with Victor from her album Chosen. You can find out how to get chosen and all about Rita West and all our guests at our website saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And that's also where you can listen to all these interviews again if you missed any part or also to listen to any of our Salt and Light Hour programs at any time. And to make it really easy, the Salt and Light Hour is also available as a free podcast off iTunes. So just search for it on your iTunes store. In the next weeks, Joe Zambone, Ken Canedo, uh, Lisa Handy. We got lots of uh, uh, cool guests coming up, so you don't want to miss our last couple of programs for the season. Remember to reach out to us at Salt and Light TV, and you can also reach me at Emmy Callen and Billy at Bjo Chan. And I'm at Deacon Pedro GM. Thanks for being with us. I'm Emily Callen. And I'm Deacon Pedro. And this has been the, the Salt and Light, Light Hour. Hour.